Hello, friends. I'm Brian Gallagher, and I want to welcome you back to Runderdogs, the podcast for everyday runners like you and me. My lovely guest today is Parley Hannon. Parley is a graduate student at Ithaca College, where she's a member of both the cross-country and track and field teams. Last year, she had a major breakout, winning both the NCAA Atlantic Region and the individual NCAA D3 cross-country title. Parley had similar success indoors, where she broke the all-time D3 indoor record in the 5K with a 16.05. Her season was cut short due to COVID-19. However, she enters 2021 as the top-ranked athlete in Division III per the Strasbourg. Harley is one of our most exciting guests so far, and she has a really interesting story. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, Parley, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm trying to stay warm, but aside from that, all is, all is well here in Boston. Yeah. How, um, you're, so you're, you're back at school in Ithaca. How's, how are things? Things are pretty good. Um, it's uh, we came back about a month ago for preseason, which I was a little skeptical of how that would actually pan out. But um, so far, it's been a success. Um, like the school has put in like a lot of good like protocol and precautions, and it's been really, really awesome to like be back with the team and being able to practice and do workouts and. I definitely have realized like how much the mental aspect has been affecting my performance the past throughout this entire pandemic ever since COVID hit. It's just like uh, my motivation has been like very, very like limited. And now being back with the team, it's like, yeah, like this is like, this is what it's about. Like, and it definitely makes me feel like physically and mentally stronger. And it's been really awesome. That's honestly really validating to hear because I know I personally have been struggling with that a lot too. Like for me, I have such a hard time just taking that first step out the door. And like, once I'm out the door, I'm fine. And I can usually like, it's pretty rare that I, you know, get out there and I'm like, Oh, I don't, you know, I'm only going to run like a mile or two, but like, yeah, just getting out the door has been tough. So I think it, it makes me, obviously (laughs) I don't feel great that, you know, you have to go through that, but it, I think it's, the more I hear about other folks who are feeling the same way, I think the more it makes me feel like we're all sort of in it together, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that we're all, I think we're all feeling the same, that same kind of lull and low from all this. I think that it's, which is like completely understandable, but uh, it's, it, it also though allows us to kind of like take each, like of those, uh, we look forward to things a lot more, I think, and, or we're able to take those things as like those little things as like a lot more important than maybe we would have been before. Like before I was like, I don't want to go to practice, but now like that I have the opportunity, it's like, this is like what I look forward to every day. Like, and so, yeah, no, but uh, we're all in it. I think we're all in in it together. And I think that's something we got to remind ourselves. I think that's a really good insight. That's sort of, I hate to say this because it's like such like a stupid, like buzzword phrase, but like that attitude of gratitude for like the little things. Cause yeah, I feel like there are so many things that we take for granted every day that like have sort of come into a new light uh, as a result of COVID. Yeah, no, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So yeah, so you're back on campus, back with the girls. Everything's, everything's rocking. Yeah. Um, Everything's awesome. 
So what, uh, what, what do you have sort of, what does your season look like? Do you guys have, I'm, I mean, I know that there are indoor meets happening, but they're like much smaller and like more spread out. Yeah. So since we're D3, there's like kind of nothing on our, um, radar right now in terms of competition. Um, I think next week we may have like a, um, I forgot what my coach called it, like our inner squad meet. So we're going to literally have a, and there's only like 35 people, maybe 50 people allowed in the arena at a time. And so I think it's literally going to be like, we're going to, they're going to give us uniforms, but it's just going to be our team and we're going to pick an event. And I don't even think they're going to be like 5k, 3k events. They're going to be like, pick something that's not an actual race. So like pick like a 4k or a 6k. I don't think right now they want us to be like holding on to the time so much because, you know, when you're racing just with your teammates and it's COVID, it's like, you don't want to like get down on yourself because you didn't run a 1605 5k, your first, like, (laughs) yeah. First race back. Um, so there's no races with like for us, I, you know, maybe we'll get like one or two indoor races come, March, but it really depends on like how everything pan, like how COVID pans out. Um, I think I'm right now I'm kind of just set really on outdoors, but we'll, we'll see right now. It's just about like building a good base, putting in some solid workouts and, um, yeah, that's kind of what it looks like right now. That honestly sounds kind of fun. I always like, we would sometimes do like 6k tempos in college. And I remember like, I personally would get like more hyped up for that than I would for like the less important races. Yeah. Cause it was like, all right, like, here's my chance to like show my coach, like, you know, like all eyes, it's, it's not like a normal race where like he's, you know, trying to figure out where everyone is in the race to like figure out what our score is going to be at 4k or whatever. Um, and it's like, yeah, like all eyes are on us. Like now's, now's our chance to like, you know, just like go out and like run hard and see what we can do. That's yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. No. So it's, so it's exciting right now. It just feels good to like, I felt so bad running the past couple months. So it's really nice to like starting to feel good again and be able to do workouts and mm-hmm. kind of build up my confidence again after it like took such a tumble. Um, so yeah, no, it's a, it's awesome. Yeah. So these, these last few months you've been at home in Maine. That is correct. Yeah. I, I moved back to Ithaca though, actually in November, but like March through November, I was in Maine, which was great for like summer and like when I was living with my brother and my sister. But then after a while it was like, okay. And I don't live in like a very, I mean, not that there are many like very like happening places in Maine but I definitely did not live in in one of those it was pretty secluded so it was good for me to kind of be like okay I need to get out of here like go back to living alone not with my parents um so yeah it's funny you say that because I remember uh last time I saw you it was probably like I don't like late September early October yeah. And you were in Boston and you were like, oh man, like this is crazy. And then <laughs> I remember at the end of the weekend, you were like, yeah, this has been a lot of social stimulation. <laughs> yeah. I think we like just after like 
12 hours of like hanging out with like you and Mike and everything I was like oh my god like I haven't talked to this many people in so long it like it honestly like when when I was like thinking about making like a new year post like you know like one of those uh like thank god 2020 is over I was like 2020 the year I like I forgot how to talk to people. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't end up like making making a post, but like mm-hmm. that was my thought for the caption because I literally got to the point where I was like, I don't know how to formulate sentences anymore. Like I can't talk to people. I was literally, I was the same way. I went and stayed with my parents from like March through September. And I remember when I first got back to Boston and like went on a run with like two or three other people and like, I had done a few like workouts with my teammates over the summer, but like, it's a workout. No one's talking. Yeah. And like, I remember the first like time I went on a long run with like Mike and James, I was like, what do we yeah. talk about? Yeah. <laughs> and of course they live together. So it was like, oh, they probably are like already have talked about everything. Like, what should I say? Your exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, do I do I just like stay here and enjoy the company and just not say anything? <laughs> yeah. So how how was um, running in Maine in the summer? I know like I used to go up to Maine a lot with my family and it's like humid. And also what would always freak me out is that I would always, we were like out in the boonies. And so like I would always encounter wildlife that I was not prepared <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> like one time I saw, I... I'm pretty sure I saw a bear from like 200 meters away. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't live in the boonies of Maine. Um, so it's, a, it's probably a little bit different. I live like right on the water. So it's, and honestly, it's so weird to think back to the summer because that just feels like so long ago. Um, really but running in Maine, it was like, it was pretty good. I guess come summer, there was like some hope for cross country, but also like uh, probably not. And, um, so I was doing some training, but honestly, like, like summer of 2019 before, uh, like things kind of really took off for me. Like I didn't start doing workouts uh, like a month before cross country season. So like, I just kind of like built a base during the summer. So I I kind of just came like went with that same mentality. I was like, I'm just going to do easy rounds. And then like, um, and then about like the time when I was going to start doing workouts, that's when we found out that we weren't going to have a season. So I never ended up starting those workouts. So it was like, it was just like a lot of mileage. Um, I would say just all in like from March, like when COVID started, I would say that like running was kind of shit. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm already someone to like overdo it with my training and do really high mileage. So then like throw a pandemic on top of it. Like I'm really, really like hammering those miles. So I just like was great. And I think biggest thing though, is like coming off of that season, like come March when we were at in North Carolina for outdoor national, like for indoor nationals, I like, I was already like almost at my breaking point. Like I was about to take on those four events, but like, and I think like, like I was, I was, could do it, but my body was like, okay, you are like almost shot. Like, cause this was my first year of ever running competitive, competitive track. And like my like hips were all wonky from like all those circles. Mm-hmm. And I just like, 
my training was just so high. My body just was like breaking down. And then I never gave it that like time to, it's not like when COVID happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop running for a month or two. Like some, a lot of people did. Like, I was like, no, I'm just going to keep on running. And um, so to answer your uh, question, I think like running Maine was like, great. It's like a beautiful place to run, but I just like, I felt awful because um, I was dealing with low iron and I just in really high mileage and I just wasn't listening to my body. Um, so it was beautiful, but my body definitely didn't feel super great. Well, <laughs> it sounds yeah. like you put that chapter behind you at least, which yeah. is good. Um, so you said something interesting. You said that you mentioned that this is your first year sort of has been your first year of competitive running. Um, so how do you want to sort of take, take the listeners through how you came to running? Cause I know in high school, I believe you played squash and then didn't you play tennis at Ithaca for a little while before running? Yeah. So I, I did like kind of like all the sports growing up and through high school, I'd say soccer was my biggest sport in high school. Um, I remember I tried cross country for like a week in high school. And then <laughs> it was like the day of the hill workout. And I like told my coach, I was like, I feel really sick. And I didn't actually feel sick. And <laughs> I like, just like left practice. And I was like, I'm done. I'm going back to soccer. So that was very short lived. Um, and then, yeah, so I didn't do sports through like my freshman and sophomore year of college, but, um, I, um, or my, the first semester of my sophomore year of college. And then, um, I did a, like a PALS course, which is just like a, um, it's just a like fitness and leisure course. You can take it at Ithaca. And uh, the tennis, co- I did a tennis one and the coach was like, we need more girls on the team. Do you want to join? And so I joined the tennis team and did that for a like half a year. And that was like really fun. And I really enjoyed that. But then like I would do a tennis match and then in between matches, I would go run it's like six miles. And like, <laughs> it was like my coach and I were like, well, like, we know you love tennis, but like maybe running should like, have you ever considered that? I was like, Oh no. And then throughout the summer, I was like, I was like, maybe I'll just like try cross country, give that a shot. And so I emailed some of the coach, coach Aaron, and she was like, yeah, come try out for the team, like end of August. And I did that and then made the team. And, um, that was what fall of 2018. That's when I, that's when I was my first competitive season of, uh, running and, um, but I, I dealt with like a lot of, uh, like, um, eating disorder stuff my first year of running. So I like my train and I'm overtraining as well. So I felt like my, my mindset was a lot different the first year. Like, yeah, I was still like, pretty decent, but I wasn't at all in like a training mindset. It was more like, I'm just part of the team. I like to run. I'm like, I'm like, I'm good at like good enough. And, um, but then it was like summer of 2019. I was like, I need to prioritize my physical and mental health. And so there was like a switch. And then that was kind of the summer where I was like, okay, like 
I'm ready to go. Like, this is what it feels like to feel good and strong. And so, yeah, I guess 2019 was my second year of competitive running. Um, but I never did track in, uh, 2018 or the spring of 2019, because I took a leave of absence. Um, so this was, so spring 2019 to 2020 was my first, first season of competitive indoor track. Wow. First season of indoor track and you break the NCAA record. That's, <laughs> that's the, oh man, that's a dream. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I like, I guess it's coming on almost a year since then. And it's crazy to think about like the other day, the girls were talking about like what they were going to do with their boyfriends for Valentine's day. And I was like, I don't even know what I did last year for Valentine's day. Like, I don't know where I was. And they're like, you were at BU. You were at BU yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Like I was like, damn, like this, Valentine's Day is gonna suck compared to the last one. <laughs> That's so funny. I yeah. actually, it's funny you say that too, because I got like a little notification on my phone the other day, and it was like a picture of me running at BU, and it was like this was a year ago today, and I was like, wow, that was the last time I raced. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Crazy. So it sounds like you've always been a runner, just it took a while for you to sort of flip that switch and like mentally think of yourself as a runner. Yeah. I think I always just like running my, my brother got me into it like when I was 15 or so. And I just kind of like ran on my own just for the, just to kind of keep me sane. Cause I think like, mm -hmm. especially like you probably know, like running is a great way of doing that. Um, for sure. I never thought of it as like a sport. I did, I dabbled, I did a couple turkey trots so I could, you know, win a free pie, but I never like <laughs> did it really competitively. It was more just for personal gain and, and it still is, but it's mm. when you throw it, the team aspect in it, it's pretty, certainly pretty cool. I mean, I think that's sort of like, I think that's all, I, I think that's what a lot of people sort of or I think that's how a lot of people sort of end up feeling after they graduate is like, it's, it's something that like, for me, at least I know I considered quitting running for a while, right after I graduated, I was kind of burned out. I had been mentally all in on it for a long time and I wasn't really getting where I wanted to be. And I did stop for a while. I like didn't run a step for like a month. Um, and then I, I just like, felt this itch of like something was missing and like that was and it, it just became I mean I think it always has been but it, it's just a thing I do you know yeah and it just it keeps me grounded keeps me sane so yeah no definitely I like I had similar feelings like when COVID had I was like I'm done like maybe I'm done like maybe running is just like not for me anymore but then you go like those couple days of like with that thought in your mind and then you're just like no like yeah, <laughs> I, I can't like as much as like sometimes like it sucks or I don't want it. It's like it's a part of me and it's it's something that I want to be a part of me. It's mm -hmm. not just for the the physical aspect, but like how it brings community together and and like forms a lot of relationships. And yeah, no, it's I don't think I could like quit running even if I wanted to. Yeah. I feel exactly <laughs> the same way. It's one of those things. I think it's, yeah, it's one of those things where like, it's always going to be with you. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's cool too, because running is, I know there's so many sports where like folks graduate college and then that's sort of it, you know, you yeah. can't, 
it becomes really hard to, unless you're like a, an MLB or an NBA or NFL level talent, like that's sort of just it. And running is something you can sort of take with you at, you know, whatever level you want for the rest of your life. So, so, um, when you sort of came into last year, when you sort of flipped that switch and you, you know, were ready to go, did you have any idea that you were going to be able to, uh, sort of do the things you did? Um, uh, no, I, I, I didn't. I, I knew that this, it was going to be a different season. I like, I knew that like, I just, um, was taking care of myself a lot better. Um, which was exciting just because I, I was excited to see like where that took me, but I too, to winning, you know, national and cross country to breaking the, the national 5k record. I know I'd never, I never thought that that was, that was in store for me. Um, I think though, as the season progressed, I definitely like, uh, you know, with each race, you know, each, every race, every weekend that it was, it was a PR for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, that was exciting. That was like, that was a good drug. It was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is like, this is what it feels like to like run fast and like feel good doing it and, um, like have competition and, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, I think I would say it was like the, we went out of conference for one race at con college. And I think that that like it was winning that race and like winning that race by, I think it was like 17 or 18 seconds. And that was like, okay, like this, like, this is big. Like I may Jenny Corcoran from like SUNY Genesee was always like the, the person who was like bound to be the person who was going to win cross country nationals. And yeah, the one, the one to beat. Yeah, exactly. She was the one to beat. And I think once I won that race, I was like, and she wasn't there. I was like, you know what? Like I may, like, I may have a shot. And, uh, then lo and behold, like when regionals happened and I beat her, I was like, damn, like (laughs) I can do this. And it was like, it still brings like chills down my spine. It was, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. So what was, what was your attitude going into the NCAA championship after beating Jenny, beat, oh my God, I can't talk after beating Jenny at regionals. Um, I remember, I mean, my attitude, like I was excited. I was nervous. I was like, holy shit, like this is happening. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was so excited and also like not just excited because I was going, but like my team made it too. And I was like, like they, everyone did so well at, regionals so like our my whole team was able to go and that was really really awesome because like men and women were going and that hadn't happened in years and so oh my god yeah that's huge I feel like yeah I feel like there's there's every year there's only like a handful of programs where both the men and women make it yeah exactly so it was just like I kind of knew that I was going to be going regardless but the fact that like my team got to go too was just super cool and really exciting um but I guess like one distinct memory I had is like, it was, I think it was the night before nationals and it was like really emotional of like two days prior because I was, 
you know, I was so excited, but I was so nervous. And like, I'm such a, like, I like when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone. And I just like, I'm someone who it's like, like I wanted to follow everything to the T. Like I wanted to do the same pre-meet. I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to go to a different restaurant yep. before the night before nationals. Like I wanted to go to Panera and my team, <laughs> may have, my team may have hated me for that, but I was like, I, I want to do this. Like I need <laughs> I literally started crying because of the thought of not, no, not Panera, Olive Garden. I'm like <laughs> not going to Olive Garden the night before. Um, that's, that's funny because I'm exactly the same way. I do the exact same thing before yeah. every race. doesn't matter if it's an 800 or like a, a half marathon. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I have to do this. But um, I remember I was like sitting down by the fire um like before I think it was like after we went to Olive Garden before and a coach comes and like sits down next to me and she's like how are you feeling and I just like broke down and started crying and I was like like I can't like I can't lose I was like I I know that like I am so physically and mentally ready like and that I can do this so like I just couldn't imagine myself not winning because I just something inside of me knew that like I all everything was lined up for me to be able to do it. And so if I didn't, like, I don't know what I think I would have always like lived with not this regret, but just this uncertainty and this like, why? So it was, uh, it was a awesome like feeling leading up to it, but also a really emotional one. Mm-hmm. And, um, but ultimately I just, I, I felt inside of me was just, there was no way that I could walk away from that race, not winning. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was still like the night before nationals, like looking at stride report, you know, see, <laughs> they do these things like who's going to win nationals. Like what's your take? like I forgot their names, like Brett and someone else. And then like, I'd always like love the people who are like Parley Hannah is like, for sure. Like she's got in the bag. And then someone else would be like, I don't know, like who Paige Lawler, like she's never raced against her. Like, <laughs> and so here we are at the banquet and I'm just like looking at all the people I had never seen before. And I was like, wow, I'm going to race against these people. I wonder it's, like what it's going to be like but it ended up being me and jenny for the most of the race before i like split off yeah and it i mean i didn't obviously wasn't there didn't watch the race in person but just looking at the results it looked like you you know i don't want to say put her in the ground but i mean you beat her by about 20 seconds which over a 6k is that's a pretty significant margin and I, yeah. I, I love that story that you just told because I have seen like the picture of you crossing the finish line and there's so much like emotion in your face. I want to say almost like a, like almost like a sense of relief. Yeah. And I think that that really like is, um, that's like a really nice, uh, like, oh God, why can I not think of words right now? It's like a really nice like thing that goes side by side with that story to like see that picture. Yeah. No, it's still like, like I'm already like tearing up. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a, such an emotional moment. And like to have my brother and my family there, like at the finish line, like my brother distinctly, he was like right there at the finish. And it was just, uh, 
yeah, it was a feeling that like, like absolutely no other. Wow. I honestly cannot even imagine. That sounds incredible. Yeah. So what is the, uh, I mean, I got to know, what is the pre-race meal at Olive Garden? (laughs) Pre-race meal. Okay. So I think like, first of all, it's going to have to change. Um, But it was honestly, (laughs) oh my God, no one's ever asked me that. It's kind of embarrassing, but I am (laughs) such a big salad person. And so I've like, as I like mentioned before, I've, I've struggled with an eating disorder for a long time. And it hasn't been until like this pandemic that I actually started like to see a dietitian and kind of like shift gears on that. But basically it was just like a shit ton of salad and mm-hmm. chicken, chicken and a couple breadsticks. So it wasn't. And then after I would eat like a lot of chocolate and I would like eat other things, but it wasn't, it was definitely not like the healthiest of like a pre-race meal, but it was just <laughs> what I was like accustomed to. I mean, most people would be like salad, that's pretty healthy, but you know, in terms of like, or, as a runner, you need to fuel up a lot more. And so it was, uh, it wasn't, I, I look forward to next time going to Olive Garden and actually getting some pasta and trying like those uh, other meals that all my other teammates got. So it's I was, not very exciting. I was really hoping you were going to say like the unlimited salad and breadsticks because that's <laughs> what I always get when I go to Olive Garden. Yeah. 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 So th- that is what I got, but I, I definitely need to get a little bit. Their breadsticks don't actually do that much for me. So it's like, mm. I would be more salad than the bread. So it's like, I definitely got to get those carbs in some other way. It's like, yeah, that's true. Honestly, I think that is a totally valid pre-race meal because like (laughs) my pre-race meals are usually just like a dumpster fire of like whatever I want to eat. Yeah. Like, uh, before I ran my 5k PR, I remember that like I was at work and that afternoon, like the race was that afternoon. So I had a slice of, I went to like the supermarket near my office and I had a slice of supermarket pizza and supermarket sushi. And that was my, like my last meal before the race. So Hey, it led to a PR. So exactly. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't think like, as long as you, I think as long as you have energy, as long as the food gives you energy, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, do you have like a, a chip on your shoulder? Do you have something to prove this year? Are you looking to, you know, is there anything you want to accomplish to cap off your career? Oh, for sure. I like, I've never run outdoors. Um, and oh my God. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You said that you still have not ever run outdoor track. That's so exciting. Yeah. So, uh, there's a couple more records I'd like to like to break. Um, definitely, uh, 10 K, um, 5 K, and uh, I'd like to try the 1500. Um, but yeah, the 10K is definitely like where my, my, my focus is. I like, I've been like so excited to run that race ever since like cross country of last year um, or not last year of 2019. I even like got those, what are those uh, marathon shoes? Those. Oh, uh, vapor flies. Yeah. So I got a pair of those, like the most expensive shoe or most expensive thing I've ever bought in. And I got them with the anticipation of racing the 10 K in them. Um, but, uh, they've been sitting in my closet 
um, for the past, <laughs> I guess, over a year now. Um, and uh, I'd like to be able to whip those out and also whip out a, a fast 10K. I think you can definitely do it. I remember from running with you uh, in the fall, I think towards the end of our run, you dropped me and also a couple <laughs> other people we were running with. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that, but I, I absolutely know about that. And let me tell you, I was, you, you kept going. Like, I think we were, we were probably going like, I don't know, maybe like 640, 650 pace most of the time. And then those last couple miles, somebody started to break off the front and was running like 625, 630. And you just like went right with them. And I was like, I'll see you when we're done. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I've, I've definitely slowed down a little, uh, slowed down more in a good way mm-hmm. since I think uh, doing easy runs at that pace definitely is not what my body needs right now. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I was one of, um, I interviewed one of my college teammates for the podcast and she was talking about, she's a 206, 800 runner. Um, and I think she's run 439 in the mile. And she was yeah. talking about how like, she takes her easy days super slow, like 7:40, like maybe even eight minute pace. Yeah. Um, and like it, it takes such a conscious effort for me to do that, but I I try to take it easy too. And I think that that's like really sort of the secret to like a long and healthy career is like take those easy days easy. Yeah. So, um, what was I gonna ask you? I just thought of something to ask you. Oh. I cannot believe that you're excited to run the 10k. I feel like every person I know is like, yeah, every person I know is like, they only ever run the 10k because coach needs them to like go in and get a few points. Well, to be fair, I've never raced it. So maybe I'll race it and and I'll understand why everyone thinks that way. But for me, I'm like, I don't know. It's something like that's been untouched and that's, that's always exciting for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I always thought I was like the distance, like, I, and I think I am, like, I think I do lean more to the distance side, but Hey, like being able to like, I think my fastest mile time was like a four forty seven, And like, that was right the morning after within 12 hours of finishing my 5k, um, my 1605 5k. So like, I think that that was like, I think speed is, has become like really exciting for me too, but I also Mm -hmm. distance, I think is where I'm most comfortable at, but I think they're, they're both really good things to have under your belt. Like, I feel like you can't run a fast 10 K without running a fast mile, you know? Yeah, that's true. You definitely need to be able to like change gears a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think you definitely have a lot in the tank, so I'm excited to see you run a 10K. Thanks. Um, let's see here. Okay, I have 10 questions that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. Um, I'll try my best to be able to answer them. They should be pretty, I mean, there's a couple of them that are kind of hard, but most of them are, are pretty pretty softballs. It's just, you know, uh, try to help people get to know you outside of running a little better. So, so what is your hometown? My hometown. Oh, um, I would say (laughs) whenever someone asks like where I'm from, it's a hard question because I'm from like so many different places, but I guess since we were talking so much about Maine, I'll just say it is Scarborough, Maine as my hometown. Scarborough, Maine. 
I, wow, shoot, where, we used to drive past Scarborough all the time on our way up to, we used to go to Waterford. Um, okay, yeah, I'm not surprised. Scarborough is like right next to Portland and mm-hmm. it's like right off the highway. So it's that a pretty sense. common spot. Okay, where did you go to school? Or, well, we know where you go to school currently, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to Westover School, which is a all-girls school, all-girls boarding school in uh, Middlebury, Connecticut. Okay, Westover is like, aren't most of the buildings sort of like a, like a, like a pale lemony color? Yeah, it's like a yellow nunnery is what we call it. Okay, yeah, the NEPSAC cross-country championships were there. My, maybe my junior year, it might have been my sophomore year. I think it was my junior year. Yeah, I probably, like, I feel like I vaguely remember that because Addis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that. It's funny, too, because I remember we were there and we it was, like, really muddy because I, yeah. I think it had snowed, like, maybe the night before and there was, like, a bunch of snow on a couple parts of the course. Uh-huh. So we were all really gross. So me and a couple of my teammates were like, we need to find a place to shower. But yeah. we were also like, this is an all-girls school, so like, where are we gonna share? <laughs> um, but I think we, I think we eventually found like a, a locker room, kind of like next to like a dance studio, maybe. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. And we we had our coach like post up outside, and we were like, we'll be in and out in like fifteen minutes, but like, you gotta make sure no one comes in here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, here is I so I personally don't have a lot of problem with this question, but a, a lot of people have said this is a tough one. What is your favorite song? Yeah, I I I had a feeling this question was coming and uh okay. Right now it's definitely Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Ooh, that's a good one. Um but that's such like a a stereotypical like answer um i don't think there's anything wrong with that i really like that song too i can i just give you an artist who really yeah. i really love tracy chapman Ooh, that is a that's a timeless pick yeah we, we love tracy chapman she just like um, just yeah she's just a good soul and, like i could always rely on her to go just, to just hits in all the right ways yeah I was actually, I was in the supermarket the other day and they were playing um, Fast Car and I was like, this is a vibe, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think on my end right now, my favorite or my favorite song of the moment that I'm like listening to a lot is, uh, it is called Shelby and it's by the band The Brook and the Bluff. Um, and it's it's like a kind of a deep cut. Um, Honestly, I just, my girlfriend was listening to it and I heard it and I was like, that's a good song. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I've been listening to that a lot. Um, I said, I'll have to check you, check it out. It's kind of like a, kind of like a fun indie, like vibe, kind of light, nothing like, it's not too heavy hitting. It's definitely like, it's, it's like a, it's like a good song to listen to. Like if you're like out for a drive on like a Sunday afternoon. I feel like that's the type of music I like. So sounds good. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Another, this might be another tough one for you. Favorite movie. Oh, favorite movie. 
okay yeah this might be the toughest one <laughs> i can um, i can go first if you want and buy you some time okay um i just watched goodfellas um okay. which is i want to say i think it's scorsese directed it um and it was like i had like mixed feelings about it while i was watching it like there were parts of it that i was like this is really good and there were parts of it where i was like i don't really like get what's going on here but like it's a pretty long movie and um i think the mark of like a good movie especially if it's a movie that isn't like you know it doesn't have a lot of action it's not really fast paced like the mark of a good movie is if it's a long movie and it can hold your attention the whole time yeah and that movie definitely like sucked me in and like I was I started watching it and I was on the bike like just doing mileage and like it was I was at like an hour and a half before I even realized it and I was like oh wow okay cool yeah so, no I definitely agree with that I definitely feel like a good movie is something that can just capture your attention for like the entire time not something that you feel like you're just looking at your phone like yeah, while watching it exactly um, yeah. um, I, I, I took note of that too. Goodfellas, I'll have to check it out. Um, it's on Netflix well, right now. Well, you bought. There's a lot of violence. There's blood. It's a little graphic. It's okay. like a gangster movie, but uh, I don't yeah. do super well with blood, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, it's, I, there's kind of a lot of blood. I might avoid it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, my siblings. Uh, we went through uh, a period where they were really into the the gore and the violence during the pandemic when we we're all living together. Oh so like, there was a lot of like Kill Bill and mm. uh, that was definitely not my uh, not my cup of tea for sure. Um, well, you still went first and I still don't really know what my favorite movie <laughs> is. Um, but I'll, I guess like, I'm just going to go comedy right now because I'm just, I like, things right now that are lighthearted and not super deep so um I would say like the I, I, I just love super bad like I feel like, just <laughs> much, like I can't get over McLovin I really I really love him and uh I would say super bad and the hangover I just like I've never seen my mom laugh so hard to a movie that like <laughs> you wouldn't generally see your mom like laugh to. So it's just mm-hmm. like, I just have good memories associated with that. And uh, yeah, so those are, those are two of my favorite, but like, I, I like like a lot of movies. I'm just not good at uh, yeah, pulling them out. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Your dog is the cutest. <laughs> she had to make an appearance. This is She's so cute. Uh, the listeners obviously will not understand what's going on right now, but uh, Parley's dog just came up and put her paw on her arm and it was like looking up at her so expectantly and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life what's what's her name her name is Betty oh Betty she's so cute she goes on all my most of my runs with me so that's pretty awesome oh, we love that yeah yeah that's she's, so she's oh, that's pretty, so wholesome pretty speedy she's yeah she seems so well behaved too yeah the last, the, the longest I've ever taken her is 10 miles, which is pretty, pretty good. Wow. Yeah. That's a long run. I feel yeah. like with like most like dogs that like folks like take running with them, like the limiting factor is like the dog's attention span. Yeah. So for her to like seven, like 10 miles, that's like an hour and 10 minutes plus yeah. maybe a little bit. So yeah. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. 
three of them. Also, regarding like Superbad and The Hangover, I'm pretty sure the first time I saw Superbad, it was on TV and I watched it with my mom. So yeah, I I 100% feel you. That's a I yeah. I think my favorite part of Superbad is just uh, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen as the cops. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a pretty pretty crucial part to it. <laughs> oh my god, she's so cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just watching Betty right now. Um, okay. Favorite shoe. doesn't have to be a running shoe. Could be like a lot. Blunt, of, we've had a lot of people say Birkenstocks. Blundstones so. for sure. Blundstones. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's a good take. hundred percent. I, I have, I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast before, but my controversial take is that my favorite shoe, I have these like Oh, woolen, yeah. woolen clogs that I wear in the house and they're just I, so comfortable I've seen a lot of people with those and I really want a pair they're really good I'll send you uh I'll send you a link all right sweet they're like they're kind of pri- they're surprisingly pricey they're like a hundred bucks but they're yeah, but, worth it yeah if there's something you that's the thing is if you wear them all the time like you'll get your money money's worth you know exactly yeah and it's like I never leave the house anymore and I wear them all day in the house so yeah. I mean, they, they smell kind of bad now, but they're really comfortable. Um, okay, this is a tough one. Uh, elevator pitch. Describe yourself in five words or less. Bonus points if it's a coherent sentence. And I can tell from the look on your face, you're going to need a second to think about this. <laughs> and I am probably also going to need a second to think about this. Um, I don't even know if I'll be able to think about this. Um, okay, I think I have mine. I have one word that's not really a word. It's sort of two words squished together, but we're just going to call it a word. Um, Want me to go first? Um, yeah. Okay. Mine right now is Trina, T-R-Y-N-A. We're going to call that one word. Okay. Trina, get back on track. Because I feel like, like, sort of like we were talking about earlier, like quarantine has like really... Uh, sort of like derailed my motivation running wise. And like, usually I wouldn't say that I'm an especially high mileage runner. I'm usually like 60 to 70 a week, but like for the last probably like two, three months, maybe honestly, probably more than that, basically since September, I've been sort of struggling to find the motivation to run more than like 40 miles a week. So I'm trying to, trying to get that mindset back and like get back into it. Um, Oh my God, Betty's so cute. yeah no that's a good one I was thinking more like adjectives are mine so I'm gonna adjectives work we like adjectives okay um I always just try to make mine a sentence because I feel like it's it's easier for me to conceptualize it that way I'm just gonna give words um okay words are good um I don't know if I should include running as one of them, but I feel like that's such a big one. So I feel like it should be one of the words. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think if it feels wrong to not include running, you definitely should. Okay. Okay. Running dogs, anxious chocolate and 
spontaneity. Ooh, I like that. That's, I like that. That's really good. You can't include the and because that's- No, and yeah, and doesn't count. And is basically just a comma, so. Cool. I like that. That's a good one. I didn't think I was going to get that through that one, so. Okay, well, this next one should hopefully be a little easier. Um, Favorite race distance? Three K. Ooh, the three K I think is mine too. It's yeah. like that, like perfect mix of like, like you're you have to work hard, but it's also like long enough that you can like sort of sprinkle in some tactics and. Yeah, it's like a little like it's not like all out like a mile, but mm-hmm. it's not like as tempo-ish as a five K. It's like you exactly. get speed, but you also get to like feel like you can breathe a little bit before mm-hmm. you, like the kick really comes and yeah no it's cool i love that okay who is somebody you want to shout out could be anyone friend coach parent you name it um i'm gonna shout out mike on this one um because he got us connected that's and, true he did. and uh i just feel like he deserves deserves a shout out I like that. You know what? I'm going to shout out Mike too, because I have not, um, I haven't seen him in probably since like early December. Um, but we had like a nice stretch going where we were working out together like twice a week. And it was really nice to have someone to hold me accountable. And, uh, I gotta, we gotta get back into that. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a call later today. And he's always a good energy to have around for sure. He there's, is, yeah. There's never, never really bad energy with that. With that yeah. There's also never a dull moment. Um, yeah, I have, that's for sure. I, it's funny. The last time I was, last time I saw him, I went over to him and James's place to help them, uh, like mount their bikes on the wall. Oh yeah. And James just sat there sipping wine, and Mike also sort of sat there, uh, just like playing music and like annoying James. And eventually they both ended up helping, but it was really funny at first, just witnessing their dynamic while I was like drilling holes in their wall. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, okay, what could you run for a 400 right now? What could I run for? God, 400s, like fast 400s, probably my least favorite workout. Um, but I'm getting myself to like them more. Um, I would say, wasn't tough. Maybe, maybe like 108. Okay, that's pretty quick, honestly. That's like maybe. I, I like was in pain running that the other day in a workout. So yeah, like maybe somewhere between 108, 110. I think yeah. that's a, I, I like that. I think that's a good, like a very realistic, um, very realistic estimate. Yeah. Like I do I'm, my mile 400s at about 112 mm-hmm. right now, somewhere between 112 and 113. So I feel like 108, 110 would be. Yeah. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. That's probably also what I could run right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. What is a thing? the thing you're most excited about outside of running right now? Um, 
seeing like just seeing my teammates count like just yeah absolutely okay cool like I just haven't seen people in a long time so being able to like hang out with them whether we're running or not is like is what I really look forward to Um, I think that's a I honestly I think that is a really good answer I like that a lot okay um for me I think I I recently I got like really into cycling in like the last year and a half and I recently made a slightly unwise financial decision and I bought a new bike even though I already have several bikes um and so I'm really excited for get I I have not had a chance to ride it outside yet because it's just been so cold and it's been snowing but I'm really looking forward to getting outside and riding on that um thank you um okay so we have one last question this one's optional this is the 11th question okay uh, we debuted this last week, maybe two weeks ago. I can't remember. Um, it's a tough one. I'm not going to tell you what it is and you have to decide whether or not you want to answer it. It is not running related. I'll do it. Okay. The question is, what is a cover of a song that you consider to be better than the original? I don't know. I don't, I don't know music well enough to answer this question. Okay. What what I usually do, which is technically I, I would consider this cheating, but I do it anyway, is I just open up Spotify and I search cover and I find like a playlist of a bunch of covers to help me jog my memory. Okay. I'm gonna do that. But I'm looking right now. And like ultimate covers you mean like that's that's the one I'm looking at right now yeah I think I'm gonna hold on I'm gonna see if I can find another one because I used that last time so like I pick a song from here well yeah I mean or or any cover song that comes to mind that you think is is better or different than the original um so like for me I think the one that comes to mind right now that I really like is um I can't even remember if I did this one last week I might have actually no I don't think I did but um one that I really like is there's this guy who his name on Spotify is just Ben but uh he is like this like I think he's like a French soul singer uh-huh. And he does a really, really good cover of Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Uh, and it's just like so different from the original. And it's so like, it's like the original version of Seven Nation Army is like pretty uh, like heavy and like, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like, it's got a lot of like, kind of like dark energy behind it. And then this is just like a really fun, funky soul cover um and it's definitely worth a listen also believe it or not the first time I ever heard that song I was in middle school and I was at Hollister at the mall and they were playing it in Hollister and I was like "Hmm, this is pretty good (laughs) Hollister in middle school is definitely the place to be yeah big big middle school energy (laughs) yeah very big or just like malls in general yeah I honestly like 
I used to think the mall was like the coolest place in the world. And now when I go into the mall, I'm like, this is so depressing. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> definitely a real feeling. Um, oh my God. I do not know music at all. This might be a, a very impossible question for me to answer. I feel like I need to like listen to all these to, to decide. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, if, if you don't have an answer, that's totally fine. I know this is a hard one. I like, I struggle with this one too, which is why I sort of quasi cheated at it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think I have an answer for you now, but if uh, it will now be something that I'm interested in, and so I will, I will look into it, and I'll let you let you know what. Okay, I, <laughs> we'll what follow I, up on the uh, on the Instagram post. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much for being on. Or is, is there anything else you want to share with the, with the listeners? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, um, no, but... no, no, uh, no, like, uh, no, no final words of wisdom. <laughs> well, no I... pressure. <laughs> I know that's, I just, that I realized it's a very loaded question. <laughs> No, that's totally fine. Um, I would, I guess I just like hope that everyone's hanging in there. All right. But uh, the days are getting longer, which that's is true. Really something that gets me like through like every day is to know that each day is going to have a little bit more sunshine in it, whether it's cloudy or not, a little cloudy or not. And uh, so, uh, and then hopefully with the, uh, you know, with this vaccine and with like, um hopefully things will start to shift for the better soon i love that that's very wholesome i like that i think that's a mm-hmm. i think that's a great note to end on well thank you so much for being on the podcast farley um would you like to share your socials so people can follow you on the gram or anything like that uh sure you, know, you don't have to if you don't want to but it couldn't hurt to have a, a few more instagram followers um my I don't even I think I know my Instagram handle it's a p funk so it's p e a f u n k k is my Instagram handle if you want to follow me I love that I think that's such a cool I mean I love Parliament Funkadelic <laughs> and I'm assuming that's what you were going for there yeah yeah but oh. I like it yeah, exactly. Um, I don't post much on uh, my actual um, Instagram, but I do. I, there will be occasional stories of my dog or my cat. So those are that's, always that's perfect. That's everyone needs more dog and cat content in their life. Exactly. That's that was my thought. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and yeah. thank you, of course, to our wonderful listeners. Um, if you like the podcast, make sure to. I don't even know what, how you, I feel like I've been saying it wrong the whole time, but I don't know, like leave a rating or a review on Apple podcasts. Uh, and yeah, until next week, stay healthy and stay hungry.